0: Welcome to Double Fries No Slaw. It is Sunday, October 18th, alongside, as always, Freddie Stevenson and Richie Barnes. I am TJ Pittenger, and for the second time in Double Fries No Slaw history, we have a victory Sunday, but this one feels a whole lot better than that last one did. Uh, I was glad to be Jacksonville State, but ain't nothing like being a top five opponent in Doke under the lights, boys. How y'all doing here on this Sunday?
1: Richie, man, how you feeling, man? I know last night, man, you were on how you feeling, man? Hey, man, I, I I was
2: hurting this morning. I'm not gonna lie. I had a headache, <laughs> man. I had trouble getting out of bed. I, I I can't drink for like eight, nine hours a day like I used to, but it, it was a great weekend. Florida State got that big win against number five, North Carolina. The Bucks go down 10-0 against Green Bay and drop 38 unanswered on them, looking like a Super Bowl contender. It was a great sports weekend for me.
0: Rays win the World Series. Hey, man, don't Rays, my boys Rays out. win the
2: AL. Yeah, the Rays won the AL. That's it, it, it was a lot going. And I got my first fantasy football win since week one. So <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll take it.
1: <laughs> you know it was a great weekend for me when you lose all your bets, but you're still happy because your team covered. Listen, man, we ain't had a win like that in a long time, and it feels great, man. Hey, hopefully we can build on it this week. They got us as underdogs. So hopefully we can build on that performance.
0: I'm excited to get into it. But before we even do, Freddie just said that last time we had this feeling, last time we beat a top five team, 2014, Freddie was on that team, got the game winning block on uh, Carlos's game winning touchdown. Always like to shout out the fullback. Uh, Haven't had this feeling in six years. And even in that one, it's a little bit different because we were favored to win. We were supposed to win that game. We had Winston. We had all the weapons, Uh, Rashad, Freddie, all these guys. And so, this one was different, man. This one I haven't come off the high yet. Like I've just every time I, I got my wife was tired last night. She went to bed. Um I got upstairs and she rolled over. She said, Do we end up losing? I was like, No, we won. And so she was excited. So man, um, I'll take more of those. You guys alluded to that. Being an under I'll take being an underdog again this week, going up to Louisville. We'll obviously get into it, but Write me down for a win before we even do the predictions. I'm jumping on the uh, Brian and Ed train here, picking the Noles. <laughs> um, Double Fries, No Slaw, brought to you by Guthrie's in Tallahassee. always appreciate them. Go order two gut boxes because you're feeling good about the win this week. Uh, order at Double Fries, No Slaw at 1818 West Tennessee Street and 2550 North Monroe. Tell them that we sent you and tag us in those social media posts. Um really appreciate their support and their partnership over these first few months and uh, glad to continue to work with them through this Mike Norvell era at Florida state. So um, shout out Guthrie, shout out all that they do for us and y'all show them some love on social media. And again, go run by wherever you are close to a Guthrie's, um, wherever you live, hopefully there is one and you can get some uh, double fries, no slaw. Freddie, you're not that far. You're in Lakeland right now. You can come over, Tampa's not that far. We gotta meet this week and go get some gu- a gut box. Whatever man, I'll be running done. around,
1: man. I got some so, business moves I'm handling. So uh, let's well, we'll see yeah, how everything I'll, work out for sure, but we, we, we right, gotta go now, I get might it. Be my business busiest time of the year so far.
0: Woo. Yeah. Money that money ain't gonna make itself. So I feel you on that. Um and before we get started, I want to say this as well. I know I've been talking a lot. Um Prayers up for uh, Coach Bowden. There's been some, some reports going around before we even get anything with the game or anything with a breakdown or anything like that. Um, been some reports running around and then some things got confirmed that he had a little scare with his his diabetes, got kind of di- dehydrated on Friday night. There were some crazy rumors running around. I mean, I got a couple of people sent me a couple of messages that were pretty concerning and it just didn't seem good with the, with the Twitter timeline, but it sounds like he's doing a little bit better um, 90 year old goat beat COVID last week. And so whatever else is coming up against him, I don't, I don't think it stands a chance. So shout out to the legend, Bobby Bowden, keep him in your prayers. Um, I was glad we got that win for him last night. I don't even know if he was watching or not. Oh yeah. And said he was up watching football. So yeah, he was watching. So shout out to Bobby. Yeah, I man, um, he's,
2: he's the goat and he, he's. As good as a football coach, he, he's an even better person. It, it might sound cliche, but with him, it, it really is the truth. So definitely sending prayers his way into his family because, you know, it. we want him around as long as we possibly can have him.
1: Yeah, without a doubt. When you, whenever you hear his players come back and they speak on him, they talk about the person that he was first. And when these parents that brought their kids to the school, that's the biggest thing that won them over with Coach Bowden, the person that he was. And you get a feel for that early when you speak with him. So... I'm, I'm praying for him with everything he's going through and i know he'll get through it Shoot, he's a warrior so we know he'll get through it
0: anybody anytime anywhere doesn't just apply to football with coach ballon he's gonna kick whatever's going on his butt so Freddie did you uh i mean i know he was gone when you got there but did you ever have any interactions with him or did you ever come speak to the team and you get a chance to be around him or anything no, didn't like really that get
1: to be around him much um yeah, just mainly from a distance. We saw him from a distance. Whenever he would come, I came to one game and planted a spear. And yeah, then it was another event he spoke at, but we didn't really get much interaction with
0: him. I thought you did a good job of um, – I don't know if it was by design or just what he wanted or if he just wanted to enjoy retirement or, or what. So, maybe it wasn't a good job. Maybe it was, who knows. But I thought you did a good job of letting Jimbo kind of, like, have it. You know, it's tough to be the guy that follows the legend. So, he did a good job of not – you know, being right up in Jimbo's business, you know, while he's trying to run a program and stuff. And I'm sure Bobby enjoyed his time away, but uh, it's been cool to see him back at different stuff. I was at the, I was at the spring game, I guess, with Taggart and I was kind of right. I was standing right where the players run out from the locker room under the tunnel. And I mean, he just walked by right by, right by us, um, walking out onto the field and I mean, of course, everybody's like Coach Ballon, Coach Bowden. He was super nice. I mean, he stopped and talked to people, shake their hand, thanked him for being there. I mean, dudes, you know, at that point, I guess 88 years old, tired. <laughs> it was a late night. Um, just you know, the nicest guy that you know, like like Richie said, is as good of a coach, uh, an even better person. And like you said, every every player that he's ever had att- will attest to that. So, um, but anyway, shout out him and hope things hope things definitely get better there uh man we beat a top five opponent last night guys I guess we're going to get into it real quick and and talk about it a little bit but um from the very start uh the Noles have started games fairly well this year uh, the Miami game maybe is the exception to that but it have started games well and Jacksonville State I guess but in the other three games the other three ACC games have started games pretty well um Florida State came out uh forced to stop, didn't get a three and out, but forced to stop pretty quickly uh, and then had a punt blocked uh, immediately. Special team shows up and immediately um, Ja'Kai Douglas gets a block. DeKalen Brooks picks the ball up and runs it back 18 yards and the Noles are in prime, prime scoring position. Um, After Georgia Tech had three kicks blocked and then UCF blocked a couple, I kind of thought our special teams might be kind of a mirage. I didn't know that, I didn't know if we were as good as we thought we were that day on special teams, but man, two blunt pump blocks in this game yesterday that really swung or really kept momentum our way. Um pretty impressive to see Florida State start like that, huh? Yeah, I think in these type of
1: games, you have to you have to punch the team in the mouth early, and that's exactly what we did. We gave ourselves a chance to be in this game. Um, and UNC they thought it was going to be a sweet game. They thought it was just gonna walk in the our stadium dope Campbell and get an easy win based off what we put on film. And early on in this game, we came out and we made a statement and we just kept building off of that.
2: Yeah. You, you talk about, you know, being a 13 and a half went underdog hosting a top five team. That's what you need to, for upsets to happen, right? You need blocked kicks. You need turnovers. You need some type of positive plays that, that get things going early. And we had it all, man, that, that, that blocked punt. And then, Jordan Travis, I man, what a read on that on that touchdown run he had on that first drive where, you know, it, it looked like he was dead to rights. It should have been a like a loss of two. And it, he just cuts it back up field in 23 yard touchdown. Man, it's that's exactly how you had to start the game if you wanted to have a chance to win it. And that's what happened. And uh, obviously, we know what the outcome was, but that's it's huge. And Mike Norvell had great special teams at Memphis. Like TJ said, you know, with, with Georgia Tech, we didn't know because the, the very next week UCF had the same success blocking kicks but Florida state now leads the country with flat with five blocked kicks on the season. Um, Amazing. It's, it it makes a difference and it it definitely made a huge difference last night.
0: Florida state gets the ball back. And as Richie alluded to, um, immediately scores. And when we ran the play, so I missed the block. Um, Where was I last night? Oh, just with, you know, I have two kids that are two and under Uh, with putting kids down and trying to get rolling and stuff. I didn't even see the block. I, I saw it on Twitter while I was giving my, my – I was either taking the bottle upstairs with my son or something. I don't know. But I saw it on Twitter and I was like, oh, I got to go, babe. You you got these kids. I got to go see what's going on. So I get downstairs and I watch the, the, the play that Travis scored on, and I thought beyond a shadow of a doubt that it was going to be a loss. Like I, I didn't think there was any chance in heck that we were going to – I mean, he waited until – you know, it reminded me of, it was a, it was a read option instead of a, uh, like a, like a speed option where you would pitch the ball. But it reminded me of Everett Golson tossing the ball to Dalvin against Miami in 2015, where he literally could not have waited one more second, right? Like there, he, he waited until the last possible second to pitch that ball. And that's what Jordan did in that touchdown play pulls the ball out of uh, the running back stomach sneaks through a very small hole, and then is just off to the races. And you kind of see immediately, okay, Florida State's in this game. Can we keep this going, um, Freddie? You broke down this play on your extra sauce segment, which is going to come out tomorrow morning, and I'm super excited for uh, you. Want to give the guys a, a sneak preview of, of what they're going to hear on that?
1: Yeah, I mean, Dylan and Norvell—they were in that bad this game. Um, just looking back at that first play. You just got your traditional read option, but they put their own little twist on it. You got a guard and a tackle pulling backside, messing with the – I just put in the defense, and that completely sucks the defense in, and it messes with the integrity of the defense. And he's reading this play, and now he sees this tackle coming across the plate, so he assumes it's a run. And shout out to Jordan Travis. He held his mesh in and sold the run, and at the last minute pulled it out. Like you said, it was kind of like the Notre Dame game. I think, matter of fact, Miami game, I'm tripping. tripping. <laughs> you on. You're that on, on Miami game, on But he, he held it in to the last minute, and he pulled it out. And after that, it was just, he made a play. We had two guys leave them out there, made a guy miss, and then.
2: Yeah, he for scores. me, it was funny. Like, I was, UCF Memphis went long, right? So, like, by the time that ABC broadcast went on my TV, literally as soon as it came on, I saw Jordan Travis running for the touchdown. So I missed the blocked punt as well tj and then i'm like i'm thinking well this had to be like a couple play drive at least like no that was the first and only play of that drive um so so ucs screw you guys i'm glad you lost and you maybe missed the the first few plays there but yeah i mean it it was again ideal start you could not have drawn that up better for florida state to to pull this upset
0: and then they pan to the stands and who else but devin travis is up there dancing (laughs) former uh double fries alum uh, is up there dancing and uh man, you could tell the stadium was loud all night and it was only a quarter of the fans but had people in our discord had people on the timeline had people texting me that the place was loud and uh man I think the Noles ended up running away with it a lot farther if that's a full stadium because Howell was shook um you know we'll talk a little more about him later but uh man you know glad that glad that the atmosphere was what it was uh and then you know all three sides of the def- all three sides of the team get into it. Uh, Notre Dame, I'm sorry, no, I'm going to say Notre Dame 14 times tonight. North Carolina comes back out um, and goes three and out. The defense forces a three and out immediately, and I think it was at that point that I said, "Okay, long way to go." Only about five minutes of game time had gone by. Not even five minutes of game time had gone by, but I thought, man, they're fired up. They forced two punts to start this game. And, man, I am excited for the way that this is going to go down. Florida State gets the ball back. They go three and out. They punt the ball back to North Carolina. And uh, North Carolina ends up having to punt the ball again. The defense bows up um, after a penalty on a third and six, forces a third and 11. Howell throws in completion. And then Marvin Wilson gets another punt block for the Noles. uh That's his – Does he have three blocks now, or is that just his second block of the year? Um, Either way, Marvin Wilson gets a punt block, and the Knolls are back in business again. Uh, So the special teams continues to make plays, at least in the first half, the special teams made positive plays. Um, That ends up leading to a 91-yard drive that we only came away with three on. um, But – that drive spanned a long time and took about four plays. Um, I'm sorry, four or five minutes off the clock, ended the first quarter, and then we kept going, and we take a 10-0 lead. What were your thoughts at this point when, when the Knowles go up
1: 10-0? I was kind of worried, to be honest, because after those, after that first drive where we had a little success, we stalled out, and I knew at, it was only a matter of time before North Carolina put some points on the scoreboard. So I was like, man, we got to take advantage while we can because we know they're going to score eventually, so I was kind of getting nervous when we kept stalling out on drives, and then we got pinned back a little bit deep. And that's where our offensive coordinator is ever in that bad. We we're pinned deep on that third and six, I believe, and that run option we had to the tight end that was that was a beauty. I don't even think he's caught a pass all year. I don't. I, I got to figure out his name. I don't know if y'all know it, but I got to figure out his that's name. Daniel. Daniel.
2: Yeah. Daniel, okay. Daniel.
1: Hey, Daniel. Yeah. You, you probably could have hit the hit the pop. The back of the end zone, if you stayed four, you ran into one of the guys on the defense, man. you block, was blocking for you. But that was a beautiful beautiful call, man. And that, shoot, that got us back rolling, and defense kept firing on, on all cylinders.
2: Like you said, man, what a play call. Because I I was shocked. I thought for sure, like, okay, just, you know, we don't want to do anything stupid. Just uh, let Travis, pit. maybe he gets the first down. If not, just punt it back away. The defense is, is playing solid so far. And then he just pops that out to Daniel. I, and Freddie, I, I think Daniel was a little surprised about how wide open he was and wasn't really sure what to do with the ball. So he, he just turns <laughs> up field. He's like, Man, I, I just got I just gotta run. He's like, This is what's going on here. So man, that, that was a beautiful play call. And it, it's disappointing to only get three points there. But when you consider after the penalty, you basically start on your own one and a half yard line. Any points right there is outstanding. And you think we were, I think that was a drive where Wilson was literally about half a toe from score to touchdown. So that was just, man, man Dillingham and Norvell, they, like Freddie, you said they were in the bag, man. They, they, they were calling everything and that play caught everyone by surprise.
0: The Knolls were up seven nothing at that point with a third and six on their own seven yard line. And I think everybody in the stadium, uh, every everybody that wasn't on Florida State sideline, everybody in the stadium, everybody at home, everybody watching, assumed that Florida State was going to run the read option. Travis may or may not get the first down, but th- this is just a safe play on your own seven yard line. You're a big dog. You're leading. It's near the end of the first quarter. Get to the end of the quarter. And then punt the ball back if you don't pick up the first down, which we talked a little bit about last night on the reaction show. Jordan Travis was an absolute warrior and probably would have gone and picked up the first down had they just run a read option play anyway. But to pull that play out and and end up again, I thought that play was massive because it at the very least just flipped field position. I think I put that in the Discord. Hey, even if we don't score here, now we're up on the 40 yard. Like we're we're gonna punt the ball and be fine. You know, we're not playing in our own end zone. And then Florida State is able to go down and get the three points. On the next drive, North Carolina drives for 50 yards and then is stopped on, I mean, there's a lot of plays of the game in this game, but I'm just telling you, that fourth and one where the – I had no – obviously none of us had confidence in the defense picking North Carolina to score 41 and 38 and 45 points and everything else this game, but for that defense to get the stop on fourth – again, there's a lot of plays of the game – but the D line got pushed, and that stop on fourth and one within their field goal range was massive.
1: Yeah, if you just go back and look at that play, like we we've been killing our defensive line all season. You go back and look at that play, we completely changed the line of scrimmage on that play. Like they had no chance to get that first down, and that's that's the way Florida State is used to playing. That's the type of defensive line play we're used to seeing. So that was a beauty to see, man. I I, I almost jumped out of my seat. I was at the um, sports bar at the moment, and they were like, yo, what's, what's going on with this guy over here? But, shoot, I was excited.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's and I, I think you mentioned it on, on Twitter today, Freddie, that we've given this defensive line a really hard time this year, and it's not because they're not capable. They showed last night. It's because of, we've been frustrated because we've been waiting for that type of performance. And I know North Carolina's offensive line isn't great, um, and if I think if, if that was on the first drive of the game, that fourth and one, they, they maybe they convert, but they got a lot of confidence with those early stops uh, and they were giving how pressure and fits all night long. I know his numbers ended up looking really good, especially in the second half. But that play, I think it was Cooper who blew up the um blew up the line of scrimmage there to where there was literally yeah. nowhere for him to run. It was just like TJ said, I had no confidence. I'm like, all right, so they're gonna get the first down, but let's keep them out of the end zone. Let's hold them to three points here. And then they get the stop. And I'm like, man, this – that it was that stop where I started thinking to convince myself, okay, that we have a chance here because, you know, things are really lining up nice for us. It was still really early in the game, so hard not to get too excited. But, yeah, man, that that plays when I'm like, okay, that we got a chance here. Th- this defense, they came to play today.
0: At that point in the game – let me try to do some quick math here. Two and a half three and a half is six. There was six minutes and 45 seconds, give or take left in the half. And we've got the ball 75 yards from the end zone. And I'm kind of thinking to myself, okay, it's 10, nothing. If we can have kind of a, which, which we really don't have long time consuming drives based on the style of offense that we run. Um, But I'm thinking, man, there's six and a half minutes left. If we can go down and somehow have like a four or five minute drive that scores a touchdown, we go up 17 to nothing. And going to the half, like, we've got this. And the way we were stopping their offense, I know that they kind of turned it on in the second half, but the way that we were stopping their offense, you know, I I, I, that's where I believe too, Richie. That's where I was like, man, we can do this. Uh, Florida State gets the ball back after the fourth and one, runs a couple of run plays. Webb gets 10 yards. Corbin gets 12 yards, a couple of first downs. And then Travis finds Helton, 39 yards down the field, down to North Carolina 12. Finds Helton again to get down to the eight. Uh, Travis runs down to the three Corbin gets down to the one and then Travis punches it in and the Noles are up 17 to nothing at this point. And at this point, I think we're all thinking, all right, let's just go, let's just go blow them out. Like, if this is what we're going to do, let's just go blow them out. Um, and we did in the first half, but Noles go up 17 to nothing at this point. And I think you really saw the execution. Just Jordan Travis was just fantastic here running the read option throwing the ball, knowing when to keep it, and then he gets rewarded with the touchdown at the end of the drive.
1: Yeah, it was um, – shout out to the coaching staff. Like, just playing to our player strength this game. Um, they called a great game plan on this entire drive, man. And that was a big boy catch by Keyshawn Hilton. He was wide open and it was kind of on the throne. So, at that point, I was like, oh, man. But he went up and he grabbed it. And at that – all right, let's go. We, we really want to win this game. This isn't the Florida State of all these – these boys were actually trying to come out here and make a big ma- massive upset for this team and turn everything around for this university. So I was like, "All right, let's go." They we, they don't heard us complain all season, seeing us talking crap onto it Almost said that word, but hey, <laughs> listen, that's what that's what you got to do in big games like that. We gonna talk, but y'all got to go out there and play at the end of the day. And they showed they showed up. That was a big time catch. And the guys are executed. That was great to see. And the coaches, man, shout out
2: to y'all. Yeah, man, that, that play was huge. And uh, you know, I, I heard the uh, the broadcast announcer say it was under throwing. Yeah, it was a little under throwing. But I mean, he was on the run, kind of uh, somewhat throwing across his body to mm-hmm. to make that play. And like you said, Helton just went up and he made a he made a grown man's catch right there. He had three blue shirts around him or, or white shirts, whatever they were wearing. It um, went up and made the catch. And from there, I'm like. My wife's I'm driving her nuts because I'm going nuts on the couch, man. I'm like, this is is this really happening? Is this finally gonna happen for Florida State? Cause we see teams pull ups that's like this all over the country almost every week, but it's never Florida State. Um, but that at that moment, I'm like, man, and and like you said, it was good that Travis got rewarded to, you know, with get in get in the end zone there on the QB draw or sneak. Um, but yeah, man, that drive at, at that point, I'm like TJ said, I'm like, okay, all right how much, how much are we going to win by? Like, I still in the back of my mind, I'm like, I know, I know this North Carolina offense is really, really good. And I knew we were not going to hold them down for four quarters, but at that point it's like, okay, we need to start building this lead because we know North Carolina is going to come on. They're going to turn it on eventually.
0: And it's like you guys said, I think you guys both said this, or maybe it was just Richie. I I don't know. Maybe you guys both said it. You guys are much more optimistic than I am most of the time. Um, and so just what you just said richie like teams pull upsets like this all the time every week in college football a top five or certain maybe not every week a top five but top five teams always go down man like people are just like it's a hard game man. that's why you only end up with one team in a playoff that's undefeated and so it happens all the all the all the time last week florida went down to top five um George is a top five team that went down this week. Obviously, they were playing, the, you know, a team that was ranked ahead of them. But top five teams lose all the time. And so, why not us? I remember you guys saying that. Why not us? Why not us that gets this upset? And, you know, I didn't believe in the Notre Dame game. And I don't know that I believed to start the North Carolina game. But, man, once they got it rolling, once Travis went in there at 17 and oven, I think I was like, all right, man, this is it. You know, why not us? Why can't – I mean, you know, crazier things have happened than us losing, than us beating a number five team in the country, um, you know, at home. So uh, if if that fourth down stop wasn't the play of the game uh, by the defense, then this one certainly was. Uh, Third down, up 17 to nothing. Man, I, I almost didn't even catch this because the TV was slow coming back. And they were kind of I, – I was cutting the clip up today for Freddie's extra sauce segment that's going to come out tomorrow. And the TV was coming back slow to it. Like they – North Carolina must have taken a timeout or something because they were coming back from commercial or maybe an interview or something. I'm not sure. But – or maybe it was Norvell taking the time. I don't know. Norvell took some timeouts too. But regardless of what happens um, – Sam Howell, yeah, Florida State took it. Norvell took the timeout with 2.52 to go. Sam Howell tries to throw a, I don't know if it was a swing or a screen, but had something set up to the running back. And Joshua Kando, I mean, he, he nearly just handed Kando the ball. Um, Kando grabs the ball. And that's one of those ones that it always feels like Florida State drops, right? Or just bats down. And you're like, dude, just catch the ball, man. Just catch the ball. And he did. He caught it Perfectly. And waltzed into the end zone 24-nothing, the Knolls lead. And at this point, I'm looking at Kara saying the Rays are gonna go to the World Series and we're gonna upset a top five team in the same night. Like I was thinking we we're going 0 for two. Um, what in the world's going on? And so biggest defense. I, I don't remember that's the biggest defensive play I remember since what Eddie Goldman it's stripping Clemson. I mean, obviously, we we intercepted the pass against Louisville in 2018 that ended up letting us win that game. But I mean, they, 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 that Louisville team was trash. So May, I don't maybe remember Ramsey intercepting Kaya in that uh, that game down in Miami 2014. So that's the same year. So, yeah, Notre Dame happened before it. Yeah, maybe that Ramsey interception. I, even without that, like if he just knocks that away yeah, though, it was, like it just yeah. it, it was fourth down. So I don't know. Some, but it's on that level, right? Like it's yeah, on the yeah. Goldman Strip against Clemson. <laughs> it's on the. Ramsey interception against Kaya like the uh, I'm not putting it as high as the PJ interception but it's nah. high, you know like it's it's high so Kando takes that in and Kano was somebody that the that everybody said in the offseason like I know that you're not expecting Kano to get a lot of interceptions and certainly not pick sixes um but Kando is somebody that people have said was impressive in the offseason so it was good to see him get in and make a play like that uh for sure
1: yeah when you look back at that play I think it's a lot more impressive when you actually watch the play. Kando started his pass rush, and he aborted it once he saw that swing route. You, the backers guarding that back out of the backfield. He's coming down on them. And then Kando notices what North Carolina's trying to do. and He aborts that pass rush, and he jumps in front of this play. That's what's the most impressive. He could have just been a robot and just went through the motions with his pass rush, but he, he noticed what they were trying to do in that third-down situation, and he jumped in front of this play. That was major. That's a big-time
2: play. And and it couldn't have happened to a better player, I think, who needed something like that to happen. Because his career, unfortunately, you know, he was, a I think, a top-three player in the country um, coming out of high school, five-star, number-one defensive end. Um, Injuries have kind of plagued his career a bit, and he hasn't really, you know, delivered to no fault of his own. But for him to make that play in that moment in a big game against a top-five team at home, I don't know Joshua Kando, but from all accounts, he's an extremely high-character individual you know, we, nobody outworks him and he just, he comes in and he's a, you know, a businessman shows up to work every single day and to see him rewarded like that on a huge play that at that point I'm thinking no way we're losing this game at right now. We're up 24, zero, you know, it's, it, it got closer than we wanted it to the end but man, I was, I was just so happy for Kando because he's a guy that, you know, a lot of people thought he might transfer maybe go back co- closer to Baltimore, maybe go to Maryland or something, but he's, he stayed with Florida State. You know, he's a Jimbo recruit, lived through the Willie Tiger era, decided to stick with Norvell, and to make a play like that in the, in a game as monumental as this was, good for him. And I, I could not have been happier for the
0: kid. North Carolina comes out after that, and Florida State gets a sack on the first play. Um, there's 241 left to go in the game. Florida State gets a sack, Jarvis Brownlee Jr., um, puts you and see in a second and 16 and with 239 on the clock Mike Norvell takes a timeout. Harlan mentioned this on the um, Instant Reaction show last night. Uh, Norvell takes a timeout and I remember even just tweeting on the timeline like, dude, don't take the timeout. Go to the half. You're up 24 to nothing. You get the ball first, you're a 13 and a half point underdog. Like, dude, what are you doing? Why would you take this timeout at this point? Um But he stuck to it and and ended up taking more later. North Carolina ends up converting, 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 getting closer to the goal line. Um, And then there were a couple of bad penalties by Florida State. Um, There was a targeting on uh, who Corey Durden on a second and goal from the seven in which they lost three yards. uh, Would have been third and goal from the 10. And I really like Florida State to – end up stopping them on that third and 10 it probably would have just been 28 to three at that point instead of 28 to seven i'm sorry 24 to seven um but did not end up they end up calling the targeting which really with a minute 16 to go in the first half that's probably about the best time that somebody could get called for targeting because then he really only has to set out the second half he'll be back for the full game you're much happier that happens with one minute to go in the first half than one minute gone in the second right um, so that kind of happened at a good time for Florida State. Um, North Carolina ends up scoring there. Another uh, penalty, a roughing the passer penalty on a first and goal at the three. Um, but North Carolina ends up scoring there to go up 20-7. to seven. All the while, Florida State's still taking timeouts. They took another timeout after that, after a first and goal from the 10 play. And they're keeping the clock stopped here. And again, Harlem brought this up, but this ended up being monumental because Florida state with a minute and two to go, I'm thinking fine 24 to seven. That's okay. Go to the half up 24 to seven. Um, but Florida state comes out, runs Travis for 15 yards, runs him again for 15 yards, ends up having a pass complete to Thompson for 33 yards and then finding Cameron McDonald for 12 yards in the back of the end zone. And that's how the that half ends, 31 to seven. So thoughts around the penalties that we took and then the, the drive there at the end to, to really go up and and that was the game winning touchdown it ended up being.
1: Yeah, the penalties kind of killed us on, on that drive. On we had that big Marv personal foul that kind of got him down there, and then the the dirt in play was tough because he was aiming for the right area, but mm-hmm. Sam Howell gets tackled, and then it kind of it's it was incidental, but it is what it is. It happens sometimes. Involved. But I'm, like you said, it's good that it happened at the end of the first half versus at the beginning of the second half. They they score, and at this point I'm kind of worried, like how is our team going to respond? And then they go down there and they have that drive. I'm like, who is this team, man, That responding to adversity? Like, right, we, we really want to win. All right, let's go.
2: Yeah, and I think, you know, I didn't even catch it in real time, it, really until today, but lost in, in all this, it, it's related to that drive. Unfortunately, like it, uh, Freddie said, that, that targeting, you know, it's – by the letter of the law, it was the right call. You know, it's unfortunate because, you know, it, he was trying to make the right play and it just it worked out that way. But Dennis Briggs, he opted out before the season and uh, decided to opt back in. And what a best – could you th- think of a better time for him to opt back in when you don't have – um, you know, when Marvin Wilson goes out, I know Lovett was missing some time. I think Cooper missed a – or Durden missed it some time. So that, that defensive line was really thin. And Dennis Briggs coming in and he played outstanding. I think he played 35 snaps and this was his first game of the season. Um, but yeah, you talk about the the penalties, you know, they are what they are. We're, we're going to see those that hopefully we grow past that, but penalties like that, they don't get cleaned up in one week, but that offensive drive was beautiful. Um, that touchdown pass to K McDonald. I thought uh, Travis was either going to just like run it out of bounds or throw the ball away. Then he just stops on a dime and throws it across his body to Cam McDonald who just finds a spot in the zone. And at that point, they're like, man, that's, that was huge. Cause even 24 to seven, you still feel pretty good about it. Uh, knowing you're going to get the ball to start the second half, but you know, 31 to seven felt a lot better going into the half.
0: Yeah. And it ended up being just enough. We'll get into the second half in just a second, but at 31 to seven, you know, that it has to be a monumental breakdown, right? Like every single thing that could possibly go wrong, Uh, has to go wrong for you to lose that game. And it almost did, right? Like we'll get into the second half in a minute. But that touchdown was obviously so, so huge and just ended up letting, you know, obviously we want Florida State to be aggressive. We don't want them to get conservative in the second half, but it allowed Florida State to be conservative, right? Like it allowed them in the, we'll talk about it in a minute, in the fourth quarter to have a six and a half minute drive. Didn't come away with any points, but killed most of the clock there. If you're down and you still have to throw, and you might in six minutes, you might give North Carolina three possessions or seven possessions in the first six minutes of the game tonight or last night. So, you know, that touchdown was so so big because again, second half didn't go the way we wanted, but it allowed us to play the way that we needed to to win. Um, I want to bring this up. Somebody just commented this actually, my buddy Matt from Bay Cannon, which I'm shouting Bay Cannon out because I'm wearing this. Um, the timeouts he says the timeouts came because coach used all of his timeouts last week with three and a half minutes left and the D bucked up or the D backed him up down 16. Coach used those timeouts. We got the stop there on the goal line. And so we had faith in the defense and very likely without some of those penalties, we're going to stop them again on that, on that, um, on that goal line stand. Right. And I agree. I mean, Durden's play is unfortunate what stinks is that he lowered his head. And so that's what was the nail in the coffin, yeah. but man, the way they call that penalty, even if he'd have kept his head up, it would have been helmet to helmet because Howell went low. And I've seen refs do a decent job of when the quarterback goes low and the, the defensive lineman was already going into him with his face up. Um not always calling that, but sometimes they still call that. And so, I don't know. It's kind of just an unfortunate thing. Uh, I thought we missed Durden in the second half, but I'm glad that we got him back against Louisville. I really hate that that's an ejection. I'm okay with the 15 yard penalty. I'm okay with the auto first down. I hate that they kick the player out of the game. I know they let him stand on the sideline now. I mean, that, whatever. I mean, I, you know, I mean, is that that much better? You know, like, do you you want to be on the sideline that close to the game and not be able to go in? But like, I hate that they kick players out of the game for that. But, um I'm glad that he'll be back next week for sure um so halftime 31 to 7 I think at this point we all think, you know we're all like googling where the national championship is right like how to how to buy airline tickets how, like if we went out can we still get back in it? like are we too far back or what it's gonna look like? We're seeing like who plays who at the top. Um, now the second half comes out and Florida State starts the second half. I mean, didn't finish the drive really, really well, but starts the second half about as well as you could have hoped for, right? Um, Webb runs for 11 yards. Travis runs for seven yards. And then Webb has a 54-yard run that no no slight to Cam at all, because I was a huge Cam Akers fan. But I haven't seen a player cut like like that that many times and set up blockers since, I mean, those those moves were Dalvin-esque. I mean, I, I'm not saying that Webb is Dalvin. I'm not trying to get canceled this early in the in the show, but that run was something special. That before we get to the missed field goal and how that drive ended up ending, thoughts on that run?
1: Yeah, you got to um, give it to the coaching staff again for how they drew this play up. Um, just switching around the the blocking, assignments on this play. Normally, on your stretch zones, you have your it- your guard and your tackle zoning up or they switched the responsibility. They had our tackle and our tight end zoning up and the guard was pulling out. And that gave us the angles we needed to get outside on that play. And then Webb did everything else from there. That was a great run. And when you watch him run, he's always falling forward. That's the biggest thing. When you watch film, is the running back falling forward or is he getting knocked on his back every play? Webb is always falling forward. That's what I love about him.
2: Yeah, man, that that was an electric run. Like you said, he's up going towards the the right sideline there. And there was an offensive lineman, I think it was Love Taylor, um, where when Webb cuts back, you see Love Taylor like turn around, thinking the play's over. And then he starts running again. It's like, oh crap, he's still running. Um, And he just made a beautiful run. And, you know, I I know we all liked Corbin coming into the season as, uh, you know, RB1. Uh, And I still think he, he has a spot on this roster and he brings a lot of value to the offense. But, from what I've seen through uh, uh, the season so far, the Damien Webb's the best running back we have, and
0: I don't think it's really close right now. So after that, uh, drive kind of went south and soured. Um, I didn't have a lot of complaints with the coaching staff last night. I did not like handing the ball right back off to Webb here. I understand the idea that you're trying to go f- – I mean, and, and Freddie, you may disagree with this. Richie, you may disagree with this. I understand the the aspect of trying to go fast and 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 catch the defense off guard, um, which I think is a big part of you know what Florida State does. They they move quickly. I didn't love handing the ball right back off to him um, after a fifty four yard run. You know, kind of winded, kind of out of breath. I don't know how much impact impacted the play or not, but maybe that would have been a spot for Corbin. Um, but didn't love that play call. Um, but regardless of the play call. So we lost three yards there. Regardless of the play call, we end up getting called for a 15-yard personal foul penalty. That, man, when you're a read option team, you can't be in second and 18. You know, you're, you're not gonna count on Travis too many times to have to complete 20-yard passes down the field in the red zone. Um really bad personal foul penalty by Florida State. Backs the drive up to the 21. We throw an incompletion to Corbin and then a uh, completion to Corbin for six yards and then end up missing a field goal, but absolute drive killer that personal foul call.
1: Yeah, I think um, on this play, um, they just probably thought that with Webb, that run, he was starting to get in the rhythm. So they're like, all right, he's starting to get hot. Let's, let's see where this goes. And unfortunately they got some penetration on that play and that kind of killed us. And then we get those personal fouls and that ultimately killed the drive. But, um, I'm not I wasn't really upset about the play call because I knew what direction they were going in and at that point. They thought all right, he's he's getting hot. Let's keep let's keep on feeding them. But we just didn't get any push up front on that play and UNC stopped that one. But the, yeah, the person of killed us on that drive. Yeah, I don't
2: really have a problem with the play call. Um because they said like you said, you're going fast. If this is a you know a, a pro style Jimbo Fisher offense, that Webb's probably coming off the field and someone's coming in to spell him right there. Um, but again, they're going fast so that you, if you make a substitution, you have to allow the defense to make a substitution as well, and they can take their sweet time doing it at that point. So I get the concept of what he was trying to do, but obviously it didn't work out. Um, but yeah, I mean, these personal fouls that you got to clean them up because they're selfish penalties. And one thing I love is Norvell, if you get a 15 yarder, you walk to the sideline, he's waiting for you and he's going to let you know about it too. Um, kind of, it had, you know, shades of Jimbo kind of ripping into Jameis, that type deal, uh, on the sideline. And uh, I kind of like to see that, man, because these players that they haven't had that um, for a while, probably their entire career at Florida state, really, they, they kind of, how many times have we see them get a 15 yard penalty? Then the next series they're right back out on the field. Uh, so they, you know, Norville is holding these kids accountable. And I think we're seeing the culture change, you know, week by week. And, you know, hopefully we continue to clean those up and, you know, special teams that uh, has been outstanding. You can't put field goals, missed field goals on your special teams coordinator, in my opinion, because that's, you know, they all have their own kicking coaches. Um, but, yeah, those those penalties are, are brutal. And, uh, you know, I was glad to be able to bounce back and uh, survive those.
0: Florida State misses the field goal. It's still 31-7. to seven, um, Forces another fourth down. Gets another fourth down stop. Um, North Carolina comes out, drives 74 yards over 10 plays in just under five minutes. Um, really nickel and dime. Just all the way down the field. Um, But then Sam Howell ends up throwing an incompletion. uh, Fourth and three on FSU six. Uh, North Carolina is down 31 to seven at this point. I guess didn't feel that the field goal to go down 31 to 10 would be worth much. And so they go for it. Obviously that would have been worth a lot. uh, Looking back at how the game panned out. I'm glad they did go for it. Um, End up having a burner timeout. And then Sam Howell throws incomplete to Daz Newsome and Florida State gets the ball back at their own six. Um, ben, but don't break defense. You know, at the end of the day, you can give up a lot of yards. You can give up a lot of plays that you don't want to, but they didn't let them score. Didn't let them get three, didn't let them get seven. Um, you know, a great play for FSU, a great drive. that used up a lot of time, but then didn't end up at culminating any points.
1: Yeah, my favorite thing about that stop is the fact that it showed – that these guys learned a lot from that notre dame game we we're in a lot of those same situations against notre dame where we we're putting these match coverages and guys just weren't understanding where the help was coming from they were completely lost in coverage and then we get another opportunity in this situation they they were on it like we the guy tried to run a double move on us and we had inside safety help we had one high safety and the guy he, he knew that his help was inside so he knew he could play a little bit aggressive and the safety did his job, and the ball goes in the back of the end zone, we get our stop. That was great to see that these guys are actually learning from these mistakes that we're making, and we're, we're getting better. That's that's great to see.
2: Yeah, you know, defense is all about confidence, right? Like offense is, is a little different. Everyone needs to be in the same rhythm. Confidence obviously helps there. But the defense, it they, they looks like they weren't really sure what they were being asked to do the first few weeks of the season. And then, you know, we saw him grow up a little bit against Notre Dame. And I think that fourth down stand, again, you still lose the game by 16, but they showed some pride in fight. And I think the coaches challenged them to say, hey, this, you just did it against the number five team in the country. You know, why, why not do it, you know, on an every down basis? And the defense, they they just played with confidence. And obviously they gave up a lot of yards in that second half. But again, when it mattered most, that they came up and, and did what they had to do
0: to win the game. Florida State gets the ball back after the fourth down. Isn't able to muster anything starting on their own six yard line. Ended up having to punt after a quick three and out. Uh, Travis runs for a loss of four yards back down to the two. And I'm thinking, oh gosh, don't give up the two points here. Get the punt off. Uh, they do. They end up punting it away to North Carolina, who pretty quickly makes the score 31 15. And I, at this point, there's 4.07 to go in the game. North Carolina gets the touchdown, a 38. 38- yard pass to Javante Williams uh, and gets the two point conversion and you start looking at it and you say oh man <laughs> it's 31 to 15 it's a two score game there's 19 minutes left in the game uh, they could score two touchdowns in 19 minutes and so at this point I'm pretty nervous what are you guys thinking
1: yeah I was at that point I was like, oh man here here it is but they started. They started killing us with that that play action. They put. They were picking on Dixon coverage. He was biting down on that play action and not getting back in the coverage. He was kind of getting stuck on that play action, and they were hitting that seam right behind his back, and that was kill, killing us throughout the game. And they kept taking advantage of that, and that that got him a score on that drive. Yeah, that's when that when
2: they. Like you said, when they hit that two point conversion, you know, that, that, that made things really different because all of a sudden it goes from a three score game to a two score game. And, uh, you know, it's, my wife's looking at me, she's like, you guys are up by 16 points. Why are you nervous? I'm like, just let me be, uh, I have I've seen this story play out before. Um, you know, so I, I definitely, uh, you know, was on the edge of my seat after that two point conversion, because clearly their offense was getting into a rhythm, you know, Longo, the offensive coordinator, he, he was starting to get a feel of the game and, and how to you know attack this Florida State defense and it, I was definitely nervous heading into that uh, next possession there.
0: Yeah, and then things continue to go that way, right? Like it didn't stop. We uh get the ball back, run three plays, 9 yards, go three and out and give the ball back to them. Um then they go five plays, 84 yards, score a touchdown. Thank God missed the two-point conversion to keep it a two-score game, and I think that was massive. I think them missing that to keep it a two-point conversion was so, so big. Um, You know, they had some big plays on this drive. We set our over-under at like five-and-a-half of of 20-plus-yard plays. They had three this drive, a 21-yard pass, a 40-yard pass, and a 33-yard pass Uh, really just absolutely lit us up here. I'll tell you on a first and 10, though, from Florida State's, our, our own 22, Janoris Robinson gets a sack to put them in second and 21 as the quarter has a – and there's a second left in the quarter. And I'm thinking like, oh, we're set. Force them to a field goal. We'll still be up seven. Um, I'm sorry, we'll still be up really big. We were up 16 at that point. still be up 13. Uh, and then Sam Howell comes out and throws a 33-yard pass. I think on Dent, I think it was Dent in coverage there um I can't remember the exact play Throws was a 33yard pass I think it was down on the right side um to end up cutting it to 31 21 but I'm telling you that missed that missed two-point conversion was big I, you know it kept it in a two-score game and you know like I said earlier the the touchdown at the end of the first half to go up 31-7 at that point every single thing had to go right for North Carolina and it didn't Right. They, their first big mistake, they missed a lot of things had, we went three and out a couple of times. We missed a field goal after getting a big drive. We're not stopping them, but they missed their two point conversion. And that was just like one little chink in the armor, right? Like, okay, we may have this, we may be safe. Um, thoughts on that drive. I, you know, I know it was just three quick plays where they scored on us pretty quickly, but anything we could have done a little differently there or, just their players making plays on on our secondary.
1: Um, I think to start that drive, they they went they went right back to what gave them success on that last drive. That play action, they knew that our backers were biting hard on that play action. we were getting lost in coverage. So they come right back to that play and they get some yards on us. And then later in coverage, we just had a bust. Um, our linebacker, he was in coverage and he he was in the zone. Like if he stays in coverage, we have a guy over top. So he has an opportunity to either force a high throw or get an interception if he stays in coverage. But he comes down on somehow when he's rolling out, and it completely vacates the zone, and that's where you get the touchdown. So they found they found some mistakes in our defense, some holes in our defense, and they took advantage of him on that drive.
2: Yeah, and it's hard to get too disappointed because it's not like North Carolina is a really bad offense. Um yeah, there were some busted coverages there. But at the same time, North Carolina, it doesn't matter who they play. You know, they, they may not put up a, a bunch of points on like a Georgia or somebody. But, you know, of 130 teams of the country, they're going to put up points on 125 of them pretty easily. So, it you know, we knew we were going to give up some points. It, it was unrealistic to think we were going to hold them to like 10, 14 points. So it, that's just football. They they hit some big plays. They had their chance and. You know, and it was just as much North Carolina going and making plays as it was, um, you know, Florida State just not being where they need to be. So I just chalked it up to that's football. That's a really good offense. Good offenses are going to score against anybody. We we saw Ole Miss put up 50 points on Alabama. It it happens.
0: Speaking of mistakes, um, really the biggest mistake the offense made outside of penalties for the the game. Jordan Travis rolls out to the right and is intercepted Really an impressive interception, but a really, really bad throw. Uh, Travis intercepted by Morrison, and they have the ball really in scoring position. They have the ball on our 30. Um, however, they run a first down play and gain six yards, and then Florida State gets a tackle for a loss to back it up to a third and seven. And Sam Howell throws an incompletion to that tight end that was killing us <laughs> over the middle. They throw an in incompletion there, and then North Carolina misses their field goal, right? So, with 13 and a half minutes to go, we throw the pick, but it doesn't end up hurting us. Lose, you know, three yards of field position. Um, not a good decision by Travis, but you talk about the defense bowing up and getting another stop in a position where you really, again, didn't have a lot of faith in the defense at this point. With, the, with, with North Carolina driving the ball on us and really moving it at will in the second half for – us to get a stop and a three and out even at that massive, massive, massive by our defense to, to force them into a field goal attempt, which they end up missing.
1: Yeah. I, um, at this point I was talking trash on Twitter all game, but when he threw that pick, I was like, is Freddie Stevenson going to have to delete some tweaks? <laughs> <laughs> I, I was nervous at that point, man. But how ironic is it that a few years ago we get beat by the kicker, And then he misses a field goal in one of the biggest moments of the game. absolutely loved
2: it. Yeah, I mean, that's, I I thought the same thing. As soon as he missed that, my mind went right to that 2016 game when a North Carolina kicker made that 50-4 yard field goal. I'm like, maybe the football gods are are starting to come on our sides a little bit and help us with some some karma because we feel like we've been on the wrong end of a lot of stuff like that um, throughout the years. But to, to see him miss that, you know, that was huge. And I think the defense, you know, Again, that's a win. You catch him out of the end zone. You force the kicker to make a kick, and he couldn't do it. So that, that was a big drive and a big moment in the game for Florida State.
0: Florida State leads at this point by 10, 31-21 with 13.33 to go. And I really thought that Florida State showed uh, a really good positive here. Shout-out to the coaching staff. Shout-out to Travis and the offense who were able to run a different type of offense, right? None of their drives were very long. Um before this but they were able to run a seven minute drive 659 11 plays 53 yards really be methodical and run the clock from 1333 down to 640 a couple of nice runs by travis um one on a third and four where travis just kept going after looked like his shoulder was going to fall off and he had gotten tackled pretty hard on it um absolute warrior there by him florida state um, ends up stalling out on this drive, and and I want to ask you about this, Richie. I'm sorry, Freddie. So Richie, I'll take your input too, but I, I want to hear more from Freddie here. Um, it seemed like at least twice, but maybe three times last night. And the guys on commentating on the TV talked about this too. We got into third and short and went to the Wildcat, and we may have done that this second time because Travis was hurt, and and you want to get him out of the play. If that's the case, I mean, maybe just sub him out and, and put somebody else in, but we went to the wildcat um, and we had procedural penalties, right? So I don't know if it was because the guys on TV said it's because the cadence is different, but I don't know if that's something that we can, I mean, hopefully it's something we can clean up. Cause I think that wildcat can be effective because you get the extra blocker. But if every time you go to it, you're just going to, you know, get a five dollar penalty because the offensive line or just whomever can't keep from, you know, running forward, it's not worth going to, right? Like, so a little frustrating there on those plays that, again, third and three turned into third and eight, and it kind of takes us out of what we wanted to do on that drive.
1: Yeah, it's tough because some of these old linemen, they get up there. They, at the beginning of the play, they know we're in Wildcat, but sometimes they forget. So when you got a guy – his cadence may be fast, and then another guy, his may come in there and may be a little bit slower. So he comes in, and guys are expecting the ball to be snapped, and they're jumping, expecting it to be snapped because they used to other guy's cadence, and they forget, all right, we got a different guy back here. Those type of things happen. So we definitely got to get that cleaned up, and guys just got to know, understand the situation in the game.
0: I thought that yeah. that one, they end up going – I'll say this real quick. I'll let you go, Richie. But they end up going with the same play, Corbin, or I don't know if it's the same player or not, but the same Wildcat there that they were the same look that they had the first time. To me, that kind of showed that they were doing it because Travis was, was probably hurt and, and couldn't go. Um, you know, at least at quarterback at that point, needed to get checked out, but uh, ended up losing the yard, ended up missing a field goal afterwards and, and have to give the ball back to North Carolina. But, Richie, thoughts on that?
2: Yeah, I, I think. Freddie kind of nailed it. Obviously, you know, the offensive line, they're not looking at the quarterback so that that cadence is different. But, you know, that that Wildcat it worked multiple times in third and fourth and short against Georgia Tech, I think it was. Um, so I, I get that play. I do think they were protecting Travis because you saw him on the sideline. It, his, his arm, thankfully, it's, it was his non-throwing arm, but it was it looked limp like it was just hanging there. Um, So he was clearly hurt, but I, so I think uh, you're right. They were trying to protect Travis at that point. And they had had success earlier in the season on that play. Uh, Just unfortunate with the, you know, the procedure penalties there.
0: Yeah. Florida state misses another field goal. Um, And at this point you're just like, okay, (laughs) can we please have something go right? Um, But what I will tell you is again, I think that that touchdown to in the first half, you're up, instead of being up three, you're up 10. You're able to run seven minutes worth of clock down. And though you missed the field goal, you're making it a really, really narrow window for North Carolina. Um, there is six minutes and 40 seconds to go. Um, and North Carolina is down 10. There are not a lot of 10 point comebacks that happen within the last 640 of the game. Uh, One almost did, but it didn't happen this time. North Carolina comes out, runs seven plays, goes 80 yards in a minute and 42 seconds to cut the lead to 31-28. We had him in a third and 10. Um, We actually had him in a first and 20, a second and 20. And Howell found Javante Williams for 25 yards there. Uh, And then we again had him in a third and 10. Um, Not only did they complete – A pass on that third and 10, that would have been very, very close to a first down. Nine, 10 yards, they ended up measuring because we had a 15-yard face mask giving them the ball at the 25. So just another penalty that kept North Carolina in this game. Um, You know, if we clean up a few penalties, they're not even in this. I know we'll get to it in just a minute. North Carolina's last couple of plays, they had a couple of drops. And I know a lot of people said, well, they dropped the ball. They dropped the chance to... To go down and score, or tied it up or whatever, man. If we cut out a couple of penalties, they they don't even have those opportunities, right? So I mean, it goes both ways, uh, and the penalties really kept North Carolina alive in this game a lot longer than they should have. Next play after the penalty, Howell hits uh, Brown for 25 yards and a touchdown, cuts the lead to three.
1: Yeah, um, on this on this drive, um, that that catch by Williams on when Emmett Rice, that was just a great catch. I'm not even going, I'm not even going to lie, he had him highly contested catch, and that was just a great catch. I didn't even thought, think he caught the ball until I saw the replay. And the rest of those penalties, they just killed this drive and gave North Carolina more momentum. And they they did what great teams do. Like, they have a great offense. We knew they were going to score. In, and they took advantage of our mistakes and put us in the chance where we had an opportunity to close this game. And it kind of – I ain't going to lie. I, at this point, I knew all North fans were worried. Like, I don't know about y'all but I'm shoot, I'm like eh, do I go, do I have to go delete this tweet? You know, they just scored and it's about that's the longest 3 minutes I don't never seen in my life. That's a lot that's a lot of time on the clock. When we were up big going into the third quarter, I was like all right, we, this game over with, but that last 3 minutes felt like it could could have been 3 days, I swear. I was nervous.
2: Yeah, at that point when it's, you know, 28-31, like man, but in my mind, I'm like, we can't give the ball back to North Carolina because if they get the ball back, they're gonna win. Um, that that's just what my mindset was at that point. But yeah, the the team they responded well. And Tita, like you mentioned, we kind of we helped North Carolina out a lot there. You know, I've seen a lot of people saying Florida State may have been lucky, and we'll get to with you know drop passes by Carolina later. But Florida State had a lot of miscues. You know what? Obviously, that first half was almost flawless. But as a game as a whole, they probably played you know like a B game, B minus. Uh, just because of you know simple mistakes that that can be cleaned up, and it makes you excited about what this team's going to look like. You know, as the culture continues to change, and we clean these mistakes up, um, you know, it's we've seen it. You know, obviously, I'm I'm a huge Bucks fan. They had 11 penalties against Chicago last week. Well, today they didn't have a single penalty. So that you know, I'm not saying Florida State's going to come out and not have a single penalty in the next week. But, again, these are learning opportunities for the team. And, luckily, it didn't cost them the game. So, the, I think there's some, a lot of value to these because you can point to them on the film and say, guys, listen, we got to clean this up. We can't have this. You know, it, it's, it worked out for Florida State in the end. But, yeah, I was definitely a nervous wreck after that touchdown.
0: Yeah, I mean, you're exactly right, talking about the way that the Bucks were able to improve stuff on penalties. I mean, there were things that Florida State improved last week from the Notre Dame game to today, right? Um, I'm sorry, last night. Uh, some of the counters and some of the rushes that North Carolina had, we tackled better, I thought, um, than we did against that Notre Dame game. And so, yeah, things definitely improved. And so hopefully that is a thing that we see uh, improve next week. I want to see a much cleaner game out of Florida State. We'll talk about that in just a minute. But Florida State gets the ball back. And, again, another penalty just absolutely shoots us in the foot. We get a false start penalty on a first intent. There's five minutes left. There's 458 left. The Noles are up three. And and two first downs wins this game. North Carolina had one timeout, if I remember correctly. So two first downs wins this game. Uh, Florida State comes out, takes an immediate false start that sets them back behind the sticks. Uh, Webb rushes for two yards. Wilson catches a pass for three yards. And then Travis has to scramble for six yards. Uh, That's 11 yards. Without the five-yard penalty, Florida State gets that first first down, keeps the clock moving. At the very least, you're putting the ball back to Notre Dame, Notre Dame, North Carolina, with about a minute to go, right? Uh, And no timeouts. Not able to, not able to keep that going. Um, North Carolina ends up getting the ball back. Shout out to Richie's favorite punter. um, A 47-yard punt down to North Carolina 22. And at least at this point, you're going to make them drive the whole length of the field, right? You've seen. Player shank punts. You've seen people drop punts. You've seen punts get blocked uh, at different colleges all over. And that didn't happen here. An absolute booming punt makes them go a long way. If they're going to beat you, they're going 80 yards to do it. If they're going to tie you, they're going to go a long way too because their kicker wasn't very good. Um, so shout out Richie's favorite punter. Uh, Sam Howell sacked on the first play of the next drive, loss of five, uh, but then throws a 32 yard pass <laughs> to put him down into Florida State territory. Um, then they had a six yard loss, um, that backs it up to second and 16. And you're seeing the fight out of the defense, right? Like they don't get every single play, right? They don't, they, they, they'd have a great play and then a bad play and then a great play and a bad play, but they get us another, a big loss that forces the second and 16 clocks moving. Um, we end up getting a pass interference penalty could not end up covering, um, green, um, they have a first in first and 10 from R 42 um, and then throw four straight incompletions. I'm sorry. They run the ball, which is kind of weird and then throw three straight incompletions. The last two being drops and the game's pretty much over at that point. Uh, it was Ben don't break from the defense a lot in the second half. They broke a couple of times, but ended up holding on for the win And then we got on here and Richie was lit. So, I mean, it was a fun, fun night holding on. But uh, yeah, the big takeaways there the penalty sets us behind the stakes on when we're trying to run the clock out, a couple of penalty or a big penalty on a pass interference um, ends up hurting us on a second and long. uh, But then got enough pressure on Howell to not, uh, to kind of force him to not have perfect passes to Newsom and Williams to end the game. And they throw in completions on third and fourth down and the Knolls come away with the win.
1: Yeah, on the um on the drive when we had the ball and just throughout this second half, you just see that we have a, a long ways to go. But we're getting better. We're still trying to break this losing culture, um, and that's what we struggle with. Guys, they're still learning how to win. These undisciplined penalties, we fought that and it almost cost us. But on this drive where North Carolina was driving the ball, we get a few sacks and Sam Howell. He's he's on. He's been on the ground all game. He's been getting hit, bruised up, and he's getting kind of jittery back there. And I believe, despite everybody complaining about those drops from the UNC side, that first one, that pass is a little bit high. If Sam Howell hasn't been getting hit all game, maybe he hit some right on the money and the guy has some room to run. But the angle slightly off and the guy drops the pass. He should have came down with it, but those things make a difference. Then on the next play, we run the twist inside, put some pressure on Howell. He scrambles out, and this play completely scared me because Lundy was guarding the back, and Woodby's coming down on Howell. Lundy leaves the back; he doesn't need to. So this guy's wide open, but it's two guys coming at Howell, guys that he's been getting hit all game. So he rushes the throw slightly off; should be caught, but it's a weird angle, and the guy drops it. That's that's what pressure can do for you in big time situations, and it won us a game.
2: Yeah, and I. So Freddie's point, I think if Hal has a clean pocket and has time, he makes those throws. And, uh, you know, maybe we're having a different conversation tonight. But the defensive line, you know, again, we 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 have been really critical of them on this podcast. And uh, I think rightfully so, because we saw, okay, they they went out and played with, with a different level of energy. I don't know if it's, you know, being back at home. You know, I know there's only 17,000 fans, but that place sounded like it was rocking last night playing a top five team under the lights at Doak, They, they rose to the occasion. Um, you know, if it, we knew we needed the defense to step up, especially the defensive line. And they did. And I know the second half, we gave up a, a lot of yards and points, but you got to grade the game as a whole. Cause it's four quarters. The defense played a solid game because I think it was Brian who picked a uh, Florida state to win 28, 24 and people were just roasting him. Like, yeah, like we're going to hold North Carolina under 30. And I was on their side. I'm like, we're not holding this team under 30, 28 points. To, a, to probably, a, I think they were fifth in the country in the SP plus for offenses. That That's impressive. So that's, I came away encouraged. There's a lot of stuff to clean up still. We're, we're far ways away from where we want to be as a team and as a defense specifically. But again, it was another step in the right direction because it would have been easy after Notre Dame to come back, lose to Carolina or let Carolina drive down the field and, and lose the game there. But they stepped up when they had to, you know, they, they did just enough to win. So a shout out to the defense, man. And shout out Adam Fuller. I've
0: been very critical of him. I thought he called a really good game. Defense was really good. Um, again, you know, you're, you know that was a good, good North Carolina offense. I believe they were averaging. I just got saw a comment they were averaging thirty seven a uh, a game before they came into Tallahassee, right? So to hold them under their average um, quite considerably, right? Almost ten points. Yeah. You know, uh, two scores under their average uh was was pretty impressive and florida state could and should have scored more a lot to clean up from this game from the penalty perspective from the special teams perspective kicking the ball the 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 um obviously the blocking on special teams is is fantastic when we're being kicked the ball too uh things to clean up from a penalty perspective from a procedural perspective um but always glad when you can um have those mistakes and still find a way to get the win. Um, and then if you want to kind of hear our thoughts after that, go check out our instant reaction podcast that is on, um, is on our iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, all those places. Um, if you're still watching this with us and we're going to talk about kind of our outlook on the rest of the year and then get out of here, um, and go, um, if you're still watching this, if you can hit the retweet, share, like button, um, follow us on all the social medias. Double Fries Pod. Hey, Freddie's Extra Sauce segment is going to drop tomorrow. Thinking about making that free for folks, but there's a good chance that it'll be behind our Patreon wall. You should go check that out: Patreon.com/slash Double Fries Pod. Um, if you can get our Twitter followers up to 2,000 uh, before we drop it, then we'll certainly make it free for everybody. So go follow on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. And Patreon at Double Fries Pod. Um, rest of the season, I think the outlook kind of changes, right? I think we were, you know, bef- you know, bef- obviously every game has to get played. Nobody's just going to roll over and die because you beat a top five team. You're going to have a lot of tough games down the stretch. I think every game on the re- I said this last night, and with a lot less alcohol, I'm going to say it again. I think every team on the schedule at this point is beatable, except for Clemson. The other side of that is every single team on this schedule could also beat us, right? There is no game that I would say is not a win. and There's no game that I would say is not a loss. There are games I think we'll have a better chance in, and games I think that'll be tougher. But certainly every game besides Clemson is well within our grasp to to go out and win. I'm not saying we win all of them, but I think we have that chance. Uh, The Louisville game opened up at a six and a half point line. It's already down to five and a half, Right. So that is going our direction. I don't know. Vegas spreads have never won a game though. Louisville has one win on the year. They have not been a super impressive team. We'll obviously talk about them more. Um, Their defense weirdly showed up. They held Notre Dame to 12 points this weekend. So that's kind of an interesting one for sure. Um, And we'll kind of see how that goes. Florida State, I'll run through these and then I'll kind of get you guys' thoughts. Florida State has a 31% chance to win that according to FPI They have a 45% chance to beat Pitt Uh, against NC State. It's down to 33%. NC State's looking a little bit better at 4-1. and Clemson game is a laugher. And then Florida State is a favorite, 54% against Virginia and 51% against Duke. Um, So FPI likes us to get to four wins. And if we can find somebody to upset somewhere, whether that's NC State, Pittsburgh, or Louisville, we can get to five or six. Um, obviously, if you win all of them, you get to seven with the loss to Clemson. So, not predicting seven, but what are your thoughts on uh, the rest of the year, guys? Yeah, I think outside of that
1: Clemson game, we got a solid shot. If we can see that team we saw from last night, yeah, we it's going to get scary because it, the biggest thing for these guys, they should be hella motivated after that game because they left so much on that field and they still came out with a top five win. So just imagine if they play discipline, they cut out all these stupid penalties and then they take advantage on these drives instead of getting away, leaving the game with field goals and missing these opportunities, man, the game could have easily been put away. So they're definitely going to try to take advantage of these opportunities and grow week to week. So if they can play like they played last night and get better and stop leaving players on the field, we got a great opportunity.
2: Yeah. And like you both said, I, Outside of Clemson, you know, we're through the meat of the schedule at this point. You know, we've played Miami, we've played North Carolina, we've played Notre Dame, Um, you know, heading into this North Carolina game. I think we all had it as a, well, well, I know we all had it as a fairly decisive loss to North Carolina and you stole one. And that's what you have to do when you're trying to, you know, stack wins at this point. And like you said, TJ, man, I mean, in North Carolina is probably a touchdown better on average than everyone left on our schedule, except for Clemson. So we we've gone through the, the one game we thought we were going to lose, and then try and pick up some games on the back end. Now we're probably not going to win all the games outside of Clemson the rest of the way. But again, if they show continual growth and uh, man, confidence is is funny, especially in college football. I think it, I think momentum is is a lot more prevalent in college football than the pros because you have you know younger guys that are you know still more emotional. And I think it goes a long way and and watching that video of of Mike Norvell with that sledgehammer, smashing that rock with all the players around him and shout out James Blackman. He was right there with a huge smile on his face. He he was just as happy as anybody shout out to him, man. What a great teammate. But I think stuff like that is contagious. Hopefully it carries over into practice today. I'm I'm assuming they practice today and then tomorrow and and throughout the week, because this, this is a very winnable game. Um, Six and a half is way too many points. I think I'm not saying Louisville couldn't win by that much, but I, and I, I'm not decided yet which way I'm leaning. I'm leaning towards picking Florida state outright, Um, but it'll be tricky. I'll have to look into it a little more, but yeah, every game, like TJ said, you can win them all except for Clemson and maybe Clemson week we'll do like a
0: movie review or something. I don't know. (laughs) We'll bring the don't go out there guys on to, to talk some horror movies, or maybe they'll review the, maybe they can do this for the, for the game. Um, yeah, Louisville won their first game of the year against, and I don't want to make this just the Louisville thing, but Louisville won their first game of the year against Western Kentucky, 35-21, um, to 21, and they haven't won a game since then, right? Um, I think that Florida State has a great chance to beat them, right? They lost to Miami, got absolutely blown up by Miami, um, lost a close game to Pittsburgh, lost, uh, really got blown out by Georgia Tech, uh, and then played Notre Dame closer than, than I think a lot of people would have imagined, but only put up seven points on Georgia Tech. I, I think we're going to score on that Louisville defense, just like I thought we would score on North Carolina. And it comes down to, can our defense kind of buck up and and get stops when they need to. But I, I think I'm confident that we're the better team than Louisville. Do we yeah. play like it Saturday? I mean, we'll talk about that more on Thursday. Um, but, yeah, I think Florida State's got an – I put the over-under at four-and-a-half wins right? I'd say that we either get four or five. I think we uh, beat Virginia and Duke. And then I think we probably win one of the games that we're going to be a dog against Pittsburgh, NC State, and Louisville. Um, But if you can find a way to win two of those, and you can go six and five after starting out one and three, massive. You You go six and five, then you win your bowl game against a team that you are far superior to they're not going to match this up against some great SEC team or anything like that. You win your bowl game, you go seven to five, you could sell that on the recruiting trail. It's going to be tough to sell three wins on the recruiting trail. It's going to be tough to sell four wins on the, but you go seven and five after starting one and three, and you could sell that dream. And so uh, we, we always say this, but Florida state is more talented than every team they're going to play over the rest of the year, minus Clemson. And we said that for three years now, right? We say that every single year. Hey, well, we're more talented, so let's go see what happens. But it finally looks like we know what we're doing with that talent. <laughs> it's been three years. We've been more talented than we've played, with the exception of you know Florida and Clemson and Miami and teams like that, Notre Dame. We've been more talented where we played for the last fifty years. Yeah, you know, like well, thirty years, right? That's just that's just the talent that is here. And so it finally looks like we we kind of know again what we're doing with that talent, um, and so I'm excited to see it. I, I think that this season we've seen improvement from the Jacksonville State game on. We've seen improvement every week, um, and I can't wait till Thursday night, man. We can talk about this Louisville game, and I yeah, I'm not leaning one way or the other, Richie. I'm picking Florida State to cover and win the game. You ain't got to wait for Thursday for mine. <laughs> like like you said, TJ,
2: we we said. Uh, you know, after that Miami game, we said, "Okay, guys, this is where we are. Let's just see progress and growth throughout the rest of the season." And I think we see in that three games in a row. I think Jacksonville State was better than Miami. You know, the Notre Dame game, even though we lost, I, I think they surprised a lot of people, including myself, with how they were really in that game. I know it was it was a, a stretch, but they were in it for four quarters. Um, and then uh, obviously North Carolina, th- that nobody picked, them. obviously everybody on game day. Well, actually. I think Harlan and Brian picked them. So I'm not, I'm not going to discount you guys yet. You guys came out, picked Florida State to win, and they did. But most of the national media, nobody gave it a chance. I watched game day. Um, they didn't even talk about the game when they came to picks. They just said, all right, we all have North Carolina. Let's go to the next game. They didn't even No, no not making Harlan. a comment. Not Harlan, Ed. No. Don't
0: let Harlan Ed, sit okay. over there and act like he picked them. <laughs> don't give Harlan no shout all right. outs.
2: All right. So, Ed, it, not on the Harlan. Picks this
0: week, just like you did.
2: Yeah, I'm not talking about the pick them, but yeah, I mean, it's it, they've shown that progress three weeks in a row and uh, you just don't want to see a step back. Although I think if we're being realistic that at some point we're going to see a step back, they're going to play a game, a bad game at some point, but if they go out and beat Louisville, now you really have something to build on going into a bye week And like you said, TJ, Mike can take that on the trail because he needs all the help he can get. And if he can say, Hey man, you saw what we did. We need you to come help us take us to that next level. And that's kind of what Jimbo did his first year as head coach is he's like, he was selling, you know, LaMarcus joiners of the
0: world that, Hey, we're a good team, but we can be great with someone like you. Yeah. Like I said, that over under set at four and a half in my mind, you beat Louisville and that over, over under probably moves to five, right? Five, five and a quarter, five and a half, somewhere in there. Um, And you're right. You win that Louisville game and then you get a bye week for Pitt, right? Like we're off for a week and then you get Pitt. Don't let us be three and three with two weeks <laughs> prepare for that pit team. And I don't know if that pit quarterback's gonna be back or not, but because I'm gonna pick, I'm gonna pick that win too. Like I, this is a parlay right now. I like if Florida State beats Louisville, I like them to beat Pitt too. Freddie.
1: Shoot. hey,
0: <laughs> and man, then I like saying, us to beat Clemson too. Man, I'll no, I'll be just kidding, I'm just kidding. I'm just
1: kidding. I like us to beat everybody outside of Clemson. That's going. That that is what it is. they, they tough like. Ain't too many teams finna play with them this year, but outside of that, um, I like us to be in every game and have an opportunity mm-hmm. to win them. And like Richie said, we may have a game where this team doesn't this team doesn't show up, but are we true? If we're truly making this growth mentally, that's the biggest thing with this team mentally. They'll fight and find a way to win some of these games, even if we take a step back one week.
0: Man, teams go with their quarterback, right? And they they there's a lot of games we should have lost in 2014 or a few games we should have lost in 2014, but teams follow the mindset of their quarterback and Jameis wasn't letting us lose those games. And I'm not saying that Travis is Jameis by any means, but I know that Travis ain't going to quit. I know that he is going to like his mindset is going to be, Think of a cliche balls to the wall. Let's go. Every single play, shoulder falling off. Don't care. Running for this first down, 19 yards. Right. So, that's I mean, we've got a quarterback at least for the year. I don't know what happens going forward. I don't know who else comes, but if we could keep Travis healthy, knock on wood. Somebody asked about the injury. I don't, none of us have any inside info, man. We're just, we're just here watching games with you. But I mean, maybe Freddie does, but he don't want to burn any source out at least at this point on Sunday night. But Oh, uh, we, I don't have any idea on the injury, but he said he was good, man. He's good. You know, if, if something else comes out, we'll talk about it then, but I'm riding with Jordan Travis and I'm glad the team
2: is too. Yeah. I loved his, his post-game press conference that, you know, he's asked about his injury and he's like, no, I'm hundred percent. He's like, there, there was nobody that was taking me out of that game. If my brothers are going to be out there fighting for me, I want to be out there fighting for them. And it just, it was a breath of fresh air, man. Just, to have that kind of mentality. Um, someone and uh, he backs it up right you know he he's a tough guy man he he took some hits but like we already talked about his shoulder was uh, it, it may, he might have had a dislocated shoulder is what it kind of looked like um but there it, it, you just pop it back in and go out and play but he he is a warrior and i i do feel like he's he's gonna go down at some point in the season and we're gonna need someone to come in and keep it going but as long as he doesn't miss more than the, you know a game or a, a half and i i really like jordan travis as our quarterback this year
1: yeah, that's my um, biggest fear. And it's with the way Travis plays, it's bound to happen. He has to learn to protect himself a little bit more. I understand the mentality you're playing with, um, warrior mentality, but at the same time, you're a quarterback. So some of these unnecessary hits, you do have to take – like Cam Newton, man, that's one of the biggest guys in the field. He's not trying to take those big hits anymore. Like, get down. Like, you don't want to take those hits. So I'm worried that – we may have to run into an issue with playing the game without him when the injury comes. We don't know what um, the case is with him right now, but it's gonna it's gonna be tough if we have to play without him because the team's gotten used to playing with him and he brings us so much energy. Can we keep that up without him in the game? Is my biggest question. That's what that's what worries me.
0: He's got to stay healthy. We've got to stay smarter on um, just our discipline um procedure penalties are annoying right uh but effort penalties don't really bother me but the the 15-yard penalties are absolutely the worst right you get a false start because you got a new guy back there with the cadence i honestly i think our procedure penalties have been way down this year compared to last year guys are lining up guys are in the right place you get a false start because you got a new quarterback in there or a new guy calling you know for the snap it's, it's kind of understandable. Right. But I thought the procedure has been, the procedural penalties have been much better, much better. Um, you know, we've got to get better with the personal foul stuff and, you know, keeping our heads in the game, um, keeping our head up if we're dirty to not get kicked out of the game. <laughs> um, other than that, man, want to know this week, two and three on the season. And we're going three and three this week. Uh, put that, mark that tape, Harlan. Um, you guys got any shout outs before we get out of here?
1: Shout out to Coach Fuller, man. Shout out to Janarius Robinson. Shout out Big Mar. We've been we've been on you hard all season, Big Mar. Shout out to I'm shouting out the whole defense. Um shout out to Emmett Rice. He stepped up in this game and shout out to um Dix, man. He he stepped in for Warner and he made a few mistakes, but he's a young guy. He's getting better each and every week. He made some plays out there as well. He's gonna continue to grow the, the more he's out there. Um and then Brownlee, I like I like what we saw to them and um, Dotson. I think he's our guy um, opposite of Samuel. He, struck, he that guy. He just made some great plays. But I thought Dotson was in good position on a lot of those plays, and it was it was great to see. Man, those guys they really pushed it dirty. Man, we, we were talking about dirt and all. Those guys stepped up. Shout out to y- you guys. Y'all really stepped up in a big time game, and let's let's keep it going. Shout out to everybody, man. Shout out to
2: don't know baby yeah somebody man, somebody out. in the
0: comments says shout out to the entire team for the win sorry go ahead richie
2: yeah man uh, shout out dennis briggs he opted back in and uh, could not have picked a better game to come back and then shout out coach norvell man he took over this program it's been the wildest year ever from uh, you know the pandemic hitting in march had not being able to work for these players you know the marvin wilson thing the warren thompson thing uh, I saw that video watching him smash that rock. I saw months of frustration being released and just seeing how happy the team was. I saw several videos and pictures of the team lighting up cigars in the locker room after the game, you know, after taking down the Tar Heels from Tobacco Road. So yeah, shout out coach Norvell. I mean, it's, I, I think we got ourselves a a football coach and I think he's the right
0: guy for us. Shout out you guys shout out this, uh, this team and, and, you know, this podcast. Um, I'm hoping we get a winning season, guys. I don't, I don't want to do the whole Trey thing where we get a losing season off the bat. <laughs> um, <laughs> shout out Trey for putting up with the, the hellish two years of, of Willie Taggart's era here. Um, but yeah, shout out the team. Glad we got the win. Shout out to Ed and Brian for picking it. Um, and go raise World Series starts on Tuesday. So uh, we'll have to figure out when we're recording on Thursday night because I think we play then. Oh, no, I think Thursday is the off day, so I can't wait. Can't wait to break down this Louisville, uh, this win that we're going to get about against Louisville on Thursday night. So, um, who wants the song tonight? I'll take it.
1: Win by <laughs> J-Rock. Yeah. Let's go.
0: Let's play dope. us out, Hart. Oh, wait. wait. I got one more. I got one more. My guy Rex said um, – he commented and said he's a Gator fan. Said he needs he he wants a shout out because he tw- he was tweeting last night that Florida is so lucky that they opted out and didn't have to see this Florida State offense because their defense is our defense stepped up this week. I haven't seen their defense step up, so I think he's right. I think they're pretty lucky they they chickened out of playing the ACC this year because I think Jordan Travis probably goes for about. Uh, maybe like an easy 350 on, on the ground and in the air against them. I mean, like he's absolutely lighting them up if, if we play them. So shout out to the Florida Gators, shout out to the Florida Gators who got lucky, who got lucky to not have to play uh, us. The
2: the coach Norvell shout out TJ. I think you're the one who brought this up. Um, First coach in the big three at his current program to beat a top five team. So took him five games, you know, Mullen, Danny. I don't know what y'all are doing, but Norvell's already got this thing rolling.
0: Bro, Manny's never going to have a top five win ever. So he'll get no. fired first. I mean, Mullen may sneak up. I mean, LSU was top five when they beat them a couple years ago, but we don't have to talk about it. It's fine. Um, But, yeah, Manny's never getting one. So, yeah, shout out the Florida Gators and the COVID boys over there for not having to play Florida State this year because it would be embarrassing for y'all if we did. So uh, other than that, play us out, Harlan.
3: This is the Eastside Johnny Big Redemption like. Know what I'm talking about? Hold up. Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. Two times I limo tented my new ride I'm riding with the toaster Toaster. Twelve bet not pull me over Over. Championship going dumb Nothing to something I won, bitch Get out the way, get out the way, get out the way